QB index quarterbacks one through 62 started games in the 2021 season. How do they rank and how do we take that information into 2022 coming up right now? You're listening to the Peacock and Williamson NFL show, your daily podcast on the national football league powered by the locked on podcast network, your team every day. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Brian Peacock and Matt Williamson with you. This episode brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Before you look forward, you got to learn from the past, Matt. A really interesting article from Greg Rosenthal of NFL.com, his yearly QB index, ranking all the quarterbacks that started games last year, one through. 62. What can we learn from this? Where did he get it right? Where did he get it wrong as far as how some of these quarterbacks rank? And really goes to show, in my opinion, how difficult it is to find that true franchise guy or even a quarterback you feel good about winning with. At BD Peacock, at Williamson NFL is where you can find Matt and myself and get those Twitter Tuesday questions in for tomorrow's episode. We'll have all the latest news around the league as well throughout the week and some more of Matt Williamson's rankings. But Matt, let's talk quarterbacks. This is a quarterback-driven league, right? Look ahead to your draft rankings, too, later on in the week, and we'll start with quarterbacks there probably on Wednesday's show. I don't know if we're going to roast Greg Rosenthal's article as much as we roasted the uh, the article we, we looked at last week from ESPN that was talking about draft classes from 2021. Yeah, that was a little harsh. Right? <laughs> I didn't think agree it, with a lot of that, but it brought on some good conversation. Yeah, and I think I agree with Greg on a lot of these too, and there's one that really jumps out to me, and we're not going to spend a lot of time on all these quarterbacks, but let's start at quarterback 62 and work our way up to QB number one. And we might have some arguments about who the top guys are and how these should rank, but... Real quick, I I always like to preface when we we cite an article, because I've often been the one that has written these. I always want to throw out the criteria, because, you know, I think there's 62 quarterbacks on this list, and I think that's every quarterback that entered a game at any point in the NFL season. And some of these guys will have, like, three games, six games on their resume... But really, four of them, they come in and kneel the ball down for the last play of the game, and that counts as a game appearance. You know, So I think what Greg is doing here, and he included playoffs, which is important, is how good a season did all these players have? Not necessarily how good is the player overall, or who do I want to win a game with today? I think it's just you know, judging what they put on tape in 2021. Does that sound right to you? Yes. I think that's what he's doing. Less right. of a less of a projection, even though I think that kind of bakes itself in a little bit to some of these, but really it's like, how did they play? It's a snapshot of how 2021, the, the 62 NFL starters. Where are they right now? Yeah, I mean, anyone that really saw action. You know, so these bottom ones, I mean, we're not going to fight over 62 oh, or no. 58 or, you know. I right? mean, come on. Ian Book. Jake Fromm, that's tough. Um, from the, enough, Mike Lennon, yeah. for my life. And New York Giants go. fans might want to, you know, I don't want to tell anybody to not listen to our podcast, but uh, this might not be an episode that New York Giants fans want to listen to with how low some of their quarterbacks are ranked on Rosenthal's QB index. But there might be some help in the draft. We'll see when it comes to Matt's mock draft. Jake Fromm, 62 from the New York Giants. Ian Book, uh, rookie for the New Orleans Saints, didn't play a lot. He's at 61. Mike Glennon from the Giants is number 60, skipping a lot of these at the bottom that barely played. And I'm going to pause here at number 53, which is the Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback, Mason Rudolph. He played just two games. He completed 60% of his passes, one touchdown, one interception on the year. 
And Matt, Mason Rudolph, I just saw today that Steelers GM Kevin Colbert was talking and said he didn't really give any information on the quarterback position going forward, but he did say if the season started today, Mason Rudolph would be the starter, and he's happy to, he's excited to see where he is at next season. Mason Rudolph's not going to be the starter for the Steelers, and uh, no, that would be the right. worst starting quarterback in the NFL based on this QB index if Mason Rudolph did start for the Steelers next year. Okay, so Rudolph, super quick, just a couple real quick notes for these bottom guys. I often cite this, you know, my 10 years at ESPN, I think I nine times this time of year, I was asked to rank the 32 backup quarterbacks. I like to bring that up at least once a year because that really is an eye-opening exercise. You know, like you realize how bad some of these teams are with their just their number twos, let alone their threes and guys that get game action. I mean, there's just not many quality quarterbacks in the league outside the starters. Um, I want to throw Book out there because he was kind of a high pick. I mean, right now, would he be the Saints starter? Or I guess Hill would be. But, I mean, I don't think he's in the mix. We referenced Mike Lennon. I think he'll be a wonderful case study of how long, how bad do you have to be to finally get out of the league? You know, like how long can you hold on being as bad as Mike Lennon is? Yeah, those um, those names yeah. like Sean Mannion, Mike Lennon. Right, I was mentioning there the are one. like at least with Ian Book and Jake Fromm, they're young quarterbacks. Maybe you find right. something, and they're super cheap. You're paying. Yeah, they're cheaper, a, right? You're paying a veteran salary. What are you even doing? Like, I, I question right. your skills as a GM if Mike Glennon is on your roster is even helping develop a a young quarterback much either like what is the value of a Glennon or uh, a Sean Mannion on your roster and are they so bad that they're hurting your quarterback in practice because showing him uh, how not to be a good NFL quarterback (laughs) right Uh, right. and unfortunately Ryan Fitzpatrick had a a really bad uh, injury after I think it was in his first game at the beginning of the first first game game. yeah so So what he put on tape in 2021 is at the bottom of the league. Right. He didn't put anything on tape. So I'm cool with that under those premises. All right, we'll get to Rudolph real quick. First of all, Kevin didn't lie at the podium. Um, Rudolph would be the starter if the season started today. He's also the only quarterback on the team under contract. So <laughs> you don't have to go into the details here, but he's the only one under contract. I'm sure they'll bring Haskins back at a restricted free agent cost, which isn't much. Um, I'm not a Rudolph believer. I mean, I think he, I think he'll be better than the Glennons of the world. I think he'll be a long-term quality number two in this league. Like, uh, I don't know, Frank Reich type guy, you know, I mean, guy that lasts forever and has a very successful career, puts a lot of millions in the bank and sees some game action here and there. I also think he gets a little bit of a short end of the stick, just what his reputation is because, there's been several times where he looks like he's starting to get better and he's gotten hurt. And everyone remembers him getting embarrassed in Cleveland, just a miserable performance. And then Miles Garrett hits him over the head with a, uh, a, a, a helmet. You know I mean? Like <laughs> right. the, the things you remember are low lights. And the yes. other thing about Rudolph, again, I'm not endorsing him to ever be a starter. I think he has some major limitations, but Everyone lumps him and Duck Hodges together that year that Ben wasn't the quarterback when he was out all year. He's way better than Duck Hodges. You know, like, they're, they aren't the same person. Mason was better than Hodges then. He'll always be better than Hod- Duck Hodges. You know, they're not the same. Better than Duck Hodges. Not a ringing endorsement, <laughs> but Duck Hodges is below Mason Rudolph if he was going to be on this list, which he is not because he yes. uh, is no longer around. So, And I'm going to sound a little like a homer. I would not have Rudolph at 53. I'd probably have him at like 43. 
Oh, okay. We'll see who the next 10 are that you'd have them ahead of. The eliteness of Joe Flacco at 51? No way. Uh, 52 is P.J. Walker for the Cardinals, or for the Carolina Panthers, by the way. Uh, Mike White of the New York Jets. I wouldn't argue if you said Rudolph needs to be over Mike White. Um, it won Jordan, good game. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it was a really good game, but he won good game. We got to see a little stretch of Jordan Love. He's at 49 on this list, and it's hard to but see. But we really didn't. Like, this list that has him playing six games, he started one against Denver. They got killed. And then I assume the other five where he comes in for a kneel down. I mean, he, he threw for 411 yards for the whole year. It, it, that's not really much of a body of work. Did he? I thought he played two. Maybe he played two. I, I think, might be wrong on that. But I think there I know was a they second got, game. I don't know if he started it or played a lot. I, mean, I felt like there was a second game where he played a lot. I'm going to have to go back and that's check that. That's possible. But. I know there's one he started start to finish. And the fact that he played six games, I bet, were a combined two passes in four of them. Two touchdowns, three interceptions on the year, only 27 rushing yards to 411 pass yards. With his athleticism, you'd think there'd be more uh, of the, uh, mm. the the legs element uh, in his game. And, and we'll see what the Packers are doing at quarterback and see if he ends up somewhere else. I don't know if there's a trade market for Jordan Love. Uh, a lot to be figured out there. Number 48, Case Keenum. Drew Locke coming in at 47 of the Denver Broncos. Nick Foles at 46. Tyrod Taylor of the Houston Texans at 45. And now we're starting to get into the meaty portion of backups here because, you know, this is 32 starters plus another 15 or so backups. Uh, We're starting to get into some players who are going to see action that you think can be okay when they step on the football field. Yeah, I mean... I think there's a tier here of the Tyrod Taylor, Nick Foles of the world, Keenum, who's probably going to get cut, and also some unknowns in there. Or, you know, Drew Locke is just, you know, this. It, it's not a ringing endorsement that he played as much as he did, and he's with that crop. You know, I mean, I think with the, the book is pretty well close to written on Locke, and it's not a pretty book. Cooper Cush, uh, Cooper uh, Cooper Rush, not Cooper Cup, of the Dallas Cowboys at forty four. And what am I uh, missing there? I did not remember like... him having such a good performance, but he <laughs> right. had a he he started the game, had a win, four hundred and twenty two passing yards. He made some other appearances during the season as well. But through um, three touchdowns this year, I yeah. mean that that doesn't seem like forty four to me. But uh, okay, uh, I mean, in a small I, I, mean I don't dislike the player. He had one small good sample essentially is what got him. Yeah, on the yeah. List at forty four. I mean, it's kind of like Mike White. Like Mike White had one good game and then crashed down to earth. I mean, I don't know if we're just if we're just judging on what they did last year. I don't know that Cooper Rush should be this high, but I'm not going to die on that. Is the size of a sample enough to push a player up? And Greg Rosenthal is arguing it is because he's just looking at the numbers. Yeah. Next, which brings us to an an art. Anyone that's done lists for their life, which probably most of you haven't, but lists are really hard and they create controversy. That's what we love about them, and everybody clicks on them. Like Zach Wilson's at 43. He was probably worse than Rush or even Rudolph, but he played 13 games and he had a lot of bad things going on around him. You know, like you have to have some, you know, gray area here. You can't just say, let's just pull up all their pro football focus ranks or their QBRs and just rank them that way either. There's so much context that needs to go in these types of things, which is what we're here for, to uh, to point out the context and uh, and maybe some flaws in this ranking. And it's not predictive, though. I think that's key. Even though Zach Wilson did show up in his larger bad sample higher than Cooper Rush in his better small sample. So give, yeah. give Greg credit for that one. Uh, Zach Wilson coming in at 43. Where do the rest of the rookie quarterbacks rank from this list coming up next? 
When you're reaching for a snack, you want one that is low in calorie, low in sugar, but high in protein. That's why you should be reaching for a built bar. Go get rid of all your snacks and all your secret hiding places, whether it's in the cupboard or at work, in your desk, in your purse, in your car, and replace them with built bars. And you will thank me for that later. Brand new strawberry flavor at built.com right now, along with the built puffs. Puffs are the first ever protein infused marshmallow, fluffy, marshmallowy, not just a protein bar, they're a treat. And yeah, most built bars are covered in real 100% chocolate as well. If you're not a chocolate lover, there are some flavors for you though, like caramel almond delight. And even though it's not covered in 100% real chocolate, it's still 100% delicious. If you're not sure what flavor, get a mixed box. Go to built.com right now and use our promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your order. That is promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Okay, NFL.com's QB index. Let's go from 43, rookie quarterback, bad rookie season. He's the, the, he was the worst of the rookie quarterbacks this year that started games. Zach Wilson of the Jets at 43. Sam Darnold, number 42 of the Carolina Panthers. Cam Newton of the Panthers at 41. Didn't look a lot different when whoever was quarterbacking that team. Gardner Minshew of the Philadelphia Eagles at 37. And Trey Lance at number 36. This group of quarterbacks... I think Trey Lance, such a small sample, but he showed out pretty well in one of his samples in his start later on in the season. You saw some progression, which got him all the way up to number 36, even though he didn't really play a lot. It was two starts and and some other snaps here and there. Yeah, and again, these lists are hard. Like Fields versus Wilson on a per-snap basis, or not Fields, I'm sorry, Lance versus Wilson. Mm -hmm. On a per-snap basis, Lance was much better, but would he have been if, you know, you switch their roles, which I know that's not what he's doing here. Um, clearly, there's some guys here that have played some snaps or are hanging on the Geno Smiths, Cam Newton's hard to rank, um, Colt McCoy, those type of dudes. But the guy I wanted to mention was Darnold at 42. Like, it was about this time of the year, maybe a little later in the season, that the Panthers, who have the eighth pick in the draft, in a draft class that had five legit quarterbacks, thought it was a better idea <laughs> to trade a second and a fourth, I think, for Darnold so they could pick up his $20 million option than drafting one in the top eight. And I'm not a big Monday morning quarterback hindsight, you know, 2020 guy. I understand the logic. Maybe they loved Horn and whoever and Sertain. But were you that low on Fields and Jones? I mean, you knew one was going to get the eight. Unless they thought one wasn't going to get there, in which case they, they should have drafted him once he did fall to them. You know, so uh, that was one right. of the worst. And uh, there doesn't there's there doesn't need to be any hindsight Monday morning quarterbacking in this because that was one of the worst decisions from Critical jump error. the whole time. It was pretty obvious. Like, what are the Cardinals doing again? Uh, or what are the what are the Panthers? Why do you keep calling them the Cardinals? The Carolina yeah. Panthers. What are the Panthers doing again? Um, it's it, it was it, it was head scratching. And when it when you saw the whole plan come to fruition and, and they were just scrambling and firing offensive coordinators, then got worse after that and then brought in Cam Newton, uh, and who did not come save the day. Major questions there with the decision-making going on with the Carolina Panthers. And now they have to pay Sam Darnold. It makes it more difficult for them to go get a quarterback to try to fix that mistake this year. And there's not one in the draft that would be anywhere near the, the level of prospect. And who knows, maybe they'll end up, some of these guys will end up being better and they'll luck out and get a guy in the draft. Or, I mean, it's just really, really bad 
bad decision making for the Panthers. Yeah, and I won't lie. I mean, one year ago, I thought it was worth taking a risk on a Wentz, a Darnold, a Winston, you know, because but when you look back and think they had the eighth pick in a five quarterback draft and you had to pick up his twenty million dollar option, like that's craziness. I mean, that's a crippling move to the whole to the whole organization. Then you have to point at organization decisions, right? Because Josh Johnson was not in a plan at all and performed as well or better than uh, this this thought-out plan by the Panthers, right? Yeah. So uh, I think you have to look at the organization and how things fall you know, top to bottom when, when those kind of things happen. How about Andy Dalton coming in at number 33, started the year as a starter. I think he's a long-term backup now, but again, a player that can win a game for you, that can uh, that can play, and I think that's yeah. really important in the NFL is having a backup quarterback that can help your starting quarterback provide depth, and if he's forced to play, you can win a football game. And uh, there's not 62 of those guys in the league, so there's some value for Andy Dalton, but you don't want to go into week one and he's your starter-starter. I think that's No, I mean, unless it's... Andy Dalton and Kenny Pickett or Willis or, you know what I mean? I mean, if it's a clear bridge, fine. Speaking of bridge, I really think Teddy Bridgewater and Andy Dalton are basically the same guy at this point too. I mean, where they're better than the Colt McCoys, but they're not starters, you know, and, but the problem is high end. And I put that in quotes, backup quarterbacks like a Dalton, he's not going to play for a million a year, you know, like he, you're going to dedicate a little bit of cap room to those guys. And, I don't know that that's always good business either. Yeah, they do have value. Though. I mean, I'm on the fence on that. It depends who's in front of them and what you're yeah, trying to get. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a sliding scale for sure. Trevor Lawrence coming in at number 32. Davis Mills. He had no chance to succeed, but, no. you know, he did play well. Well, you know, Davis Mills didn't have the greatest chance and came in and played no, just as well or better. And in, in fact, quite a bit better in some cases. So, you know, hey. I think Mills over Lawrence yeah. you know, for what they did on tape last year. Yes. yes. In, in not a good situation as well. Right, right, right. Taysom Hill coming in at number 30. We've got Ben Roethlisberger at 29. Justin Fields at 28. Um, the very different very different quarterbacks there at 29 ben and 28. Ben sticks out like yeah. a sore, 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 sore thumb here. He was really bad. Here's my Homer quote. I mean, trust me, I, I think that... I, everyone kills the Steelers' O-line and running game and all that. And I just keep saying, if they had average quarterback play, all those things would look much better. Like, they're going to be better at quarterback. I don't know who their solution is going to be, but he won't be 29th. The one homer thing I will say about Ben, though, when he played well, it was always in the fourth quarter bringing his team back to get a win. You know, And I'm not sure that's an accident. And looking at his numbers, they weren't all that bad. It's I, I think it was bad for he just Ben. Never held the, it never threatened any of the field. The yeah. Ball came out in two point one seconds, and so in the end, it doesn't look like a bad year. But never makes any tough throws. You know, never puts the ball in harm's way. Doesn't take many sacks because of the style of play. But every defense in the world loves playing against that style of play. Which yeah, which was the exact opposite of Justin Fields, one spot ahead of him right. at 28, where, right. where he made wow throws, accuracy down the field, outside the numbers. Like, oh my gosh, ball. more you know, of right, that. Yeah. And then just disaster. Like if you could make a highlight and a low light reel of Justin Fields where he's like, oh my gosh, what is he doing? Taking sacks um, and then making wow throws. So uh, an unbelievably you know contrasting couple of players there in Roethlisberger and Fields. So I had to stop and talk about those guys. Yeah, I mean, how do you rank Fields versus Roethlisberger? I mean, they're almost like two different creatures. Right, and this is where yeah. you get in the NFL because uh, someone like 
we'll get to that in a second. But Taylor Heineke coming in at 27, Tyler Huntley at 26, Baker Mayfield. I have a problem with that. I'm sorry. Yeah. Tyler Huntley. I mean, everyone, there was a game or two, almost like Mike White, where everyone's like, oh, my God, the Ravens have found the next superstar quarterback. They shouldn't resign Lamar. They should trade him and you know make Huntley the starter. What's the difference? The difference is night and day. I mean, everything Huntley threw in a Ben-like fashion was at the line of scrimmage. His average depth of target was unbelievably low. The Ravens found themselves a nice, cheap, perfect backup for Lamar. But he didn't have the 26th best season of any quarterback in the league. Come on. He actually had a lower yards per attempt than Ben Roethlisberger right. did. He had a lot of rushing yards, too, which adds to the value. But sure, he had more sure. interceptions than touchdowns. So I do start to uh, to argue with this a little bit. But that's kind of the point here when we start looking at these. If you've got a top 20 to 15 quarterback, that's pretty good. Because there's teams that are just scrambling at the bottom that are starting these quarterbacks that, that almost every game they play – you're going to have a better quarterback if you're starting a rookie that's not ready to go yet. If you have, uh, you know, just a really bad quarterback situation, you're starting the mm-hmm. Heineke's and the Glennons and, uh, you know, and, and Taysom yeah. Hills of the world, you're in a hole to start every single game because very likely the starting quarterback on the other side is going to be better. Is a professional starter. Right. I think we're getting into that level yes. where and it's, these it's, guys are professional starters, you know. And it's, it's, we have to get all the way up here to sort of Baker Mayfield at 25 to start feeling even a little bit more comfortable. And he had a really down year. Daniel Jones at 24 was not good at all. Jared Goff, I mean, Jared Goff right, at 23. And, and we're into... Two of them were picked first overall, and the other one was picked like fourth overall. Yeah, and we're getting into <laughs> the middle of the league. We're getting into almost half of the league's worth of starters as far as these rankings go down here. And and you're still I getting... I guess Tua belongs too at 22. Right, I mean, he's yeah. a high pick that's not quite been there. You know, I mean, all this whole area. Jameis is twenty one. Jameis Winston at twenty one, right? And so I you think know, that's why you look at five. We're all top five picks that or have big questions. Is a nice way of putting it. Absolutely. So that's why the guy at twenty might have more value than you would expect this offseason. We'll get to the yep. top twenty coming up next. Football might be over this season, but basketball is full steam ahead for both pro and college hoops. And of course, the tournament, there is nothing more fun than wagering on than that NCAA college basketball tournament. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props, to where the next fired head coach is going to land, to NFL draft props. You can still bet on football. Super Bowl futures, absolutely, at betonline.net, which is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. And hey, maybe we'll even get a baseball season to bet on this year bet online remains the best spot for all your sports scores and even news this season not just basketball not just football hockey boxing ufc odds right to your favorite casino games as well so head over to the website or mobile device and learn more about the trends and action at bet online where the game starts number 20 jimmy garoppolo 18 games because this is including regular season and playoffs. Yep, yep. Uh, just under 67% passer, 4,300 passing yards, 22 touchdown passes, 15 interceptions. It's too many interceptions there. A couple of rushing touchdowns in there as well. But 8.4 yards per attempt. Jimmy Garoppolo is an interesting quarterback with his yards per attempt. I would consider him aggressively intermediate as far as the passer goes. He's not a check down Charlie, but he doesn't push the ball down the field either. And where a lot of his interceptions come from him really trying to 
push the ball into the intermediate level, the short to intermediate level, and you know he'll he'll catch a, a linebacker or a safety that's that knows that Shanahan's offense is trying to go there. So uh, sure. it's really strange that his yards per attempt is actually among the best in the league because he doesn't check down and take the easy ones. So uh, aggressive, but a lot of it's after the catch, and a lot of it after the catch as well, which he gets helped out at. But he doesn't he doesn't it's it's an it's an odd style of quarterbacking, but. Uh, all the wins that the, the 49ers have had under Jimmy G, and he played pretty well with his you know short sample under uh, Belichick and, and uh, in New England as well. So he's won a lot of games in the NFL, and we just went through a list of 40-something quarterbacks that started games in the NFL, and that's why Jimmy Garoppolo might have some value here. Even though he's sitting at number 20 and half the league is going to have a better starter, you have an advantage over the other half of the league when you have someone like Jimmy Garoppolo and you can win with him. And when you're a head coach and if you have another losing season, you might get fired. Jimmy Garoppolo starts to look pretty enticing. Yeah, I, I'm warming up to that as well. Uh, but then you bring it home and like, eh, not for my Steelers, though. I, mean, I like them somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, you know? Makes sense Washington, for the Steelers, Tampa. but if Washington... I know he does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. I want better. You know, exactly. and I'm sure I, I speak for every fan base in that regard. Quick note. Sacks are always blamed on offensive linemen. Yards after catch are always credited to receivers. But both those stats are as much quarterback yes. stats as they are their opponents. So Jimmy being accurate with the football aids the yards after catch. He's not putting it on the back hip, making them struggle. Mm-hmm. So I don't hold that against them. Some stat places will be like, but all his, all his yardage is after the catch. Well, he's setting up his guys to do it. Accurate, getting the ball out on time, getting it out in the right spot to allow your, yes, no, it it all works together and it's not, it's never all one place, but you know, quarterback usually gets a lot of the, the blame and the credit in, Mm -hmm. in sometimes wrongly Carson Wentz in a similar boat right now uh, at 19 different, maybe potential for bigger stuff, but more head scratching than Jimmy G in a way. Interesting, interesting quarterback there. And if the Colts don't want him, then you really wonder because they put a lot of uh, resources They're going to have to pay a first round pick price for Carson Wentz. What are your thoughts on Carson Wentz? We haven't talked a lot about him. Just a really, really weird place there with the Colts and Wentz right now. Really weird place. And they don't have, you know, the rumors are they're going to move on from him, cut him, trade him, whatever. I lumped him with Darnold and thought he was a better version of that than last offseason. I think there's some truth to that where you can look at that trade and be like, man, that might have crippled the organization too because they, they are not strong in offseason resources for the first time in forever. Um, the, I, I hesitate to bring this up, but one thing I heard, which I could understand, is ownership really was down on Wentz because he wouldn't get vaccinated. You know, like, Anyone that watched mm. that hard knocks thing, he, he's always has a mask on. He missed some time. You're like, that turns. I mean, I'm, I don't care what your stance is on vaccination. I need my quarterback to be on the field, no matter what that is. I mean, in Availability, a way, yeah. it's like not going to treatment for a bad knee almost. No, uh, no, and I and it just makes it, the situation muddier there. And, and Frank Reich, if he's the one, as Rosenthal points out, if Frank Reich gives up on him, then what him. does that tell you? Um, but he had a really good year touchdown to interception ratio 27 to 7 but then there was still bad decision making and down the stretch it didn't look great so and yeah i didn't like Pittman his low lights are one. just so bad yeah so really up and down See, i still kind of believe in him i hesitate to say that because last year i really believed in him but i think i've seen enough where he makes two boneheaded throws every game that he shouldn't and that's just too many this is the most shocking name on the list here and then is Teddy Bridgewater coming in at yeah? Come on, I'd take Wentz, I'd take Garoppolo, I'd take all the rookies, uh, maybe even Winston and you know like Tua and a lot of these guys over 
Teddy Bridgewater. And look, talk about a check down Charlie. Very different looking situation yeah. than what Jimmy Garoppolo was doing, even though maybe they're not quarterbacks. Neither one of them has they, – they have a similar reputation for not pushing the ball down the field much, but it looks different. And Garoppolo is much more aggressive than Teddy Bridgewater is. And you're oh, just yeah. not moving the ball as much with Teddy Bridgewater. So I do have a problem with him here, even though you know the numbers look okay. 18-7 to 7, touchdown to interception ratio, 60 Seven uh, percent passer, three thousand yards. Uh, I just I, I don't see how he gets this high really on on any level, whether you're projecting or just looking at what he did because he didn't help the Broncos win games last year. He, to me, he's the same as Andy Dalton and should be ranked accordingly. Um, another quarterback stat that I like to quote because it doesn't exist is the balls you should throw but you don't. And Teddy's like the worst in the yep. league with that. Yeah, he he's 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 either. Top or the bottom of the list, however you, you however want to call you want to that. Look at right, it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I remember DJ Moore running free 30, 40 yards downfield in Carolina, and Teddy would check it down to McCaffrey. It's like, okay, yeah. you know. There's no stat for that, but coaches hate it. Jalen Hurts, Philadelphia Eagles coming cool in with at that. number 17. Yeah, and look, yeah. We're, we're halfway through the league, and you're still in a situation where you're like, oh, Jalen Hurts, I like the talent. Uh, you know, some games yes, some games no. 17 touchdowns to 11 interceptions, uh, just over 60% passer this year. Gives you a lot as a rusher as well. 10 more touchdowns there, 823 rushing yards. There's still something missing. Will he develop that aspect of his game to, mm-hmm. to make you feel more comfortable where he could jump a little bit higher on this list? But 17's pretty good, and it feels about right. And um, I can't really argue too much about guys below him, but I wouldn't you know, fight you if you thought a couple of guys right. that were down here you would that played better or you'd want more but statistically it ended up looking pretty good for him but again it's like man that's the that's number 17 in the league and you're still not fully fully still set. Not happy they might be trading right, for another right, quarterback right. right now it's wild yeah and you know hurts the playoff game kind of leaves a bad taste in his mouth and you don't want to have too much recency bias in these things but he definitely got better throughout the course of the season and he's hard to play against you know um, do i think he's a out of the woods, no doubt, starting quarterback for the rest of his career. Not yet, but I feel better about him than I did a year ago. And there's still multiple tiers left of quarterbacks from 16 to 1. So let's yeah. go through 16 to 1 here. You tell me where the tiers should be. Mac Jones coming in at number 16, had a really solid rookie season for the uh, New England Patriots. Matt Ryan at 15 for the Atlanta Falcons on the opposite end Amazingly, of his career. Amazingly, they're kind of the same to me. <laughs> they're similar, even though they're at the <laughs> front or in mean? the back right. of their career. Yeah. One could be the other one's dad, but the, I mean they're the, kind of the same to me. Mm-hmm. This next one doesn't belong this low. I'm sorry. Well, it, he just had a, a really injury plagued season. That's Lamar Jackson coming in at he number fourteen. Did, but he was awesome for like the first when he was healthy earlier in the year and fu- was like kind of awesome role. and put the team on his back in some injured games too. Right. I but, mean, Lamar's not 40, 15, 14. Right. I mean, if but, these were stocks, I'm buying up Lamar like crazy right now. 64% passer. He had 16 touchdowns, 13 interceptions, so there was some head-scratching moments deep. as well. Um, Kirk Cousins coming in at number 13. Ryan Tannehill at 12. Russell Wilson, number Tannehill 11. didn't have a good year. He I'm sorry. No, he didn't have a great year at all. And Cousins had a much better year than Tannehill. They're not the same per- person, folks. I agree. Uh, and Lamar's way better. Than and both. Lamar, yeah, better than both of them. Uh Russell Wilson, this is probably the lowest he's been in a while, but still comes in at number 11, even though it was his worst season in a, in a, in, a, in the Seahawks' worst season basically since he's been a rookie. Derek Carr in the top 10 here. I'm cool with that. Yeah, he had a really good season. I'm coming around on he Derek did. Carr a little bit. Dak Prescott at number 9. Kyler Murray at number 8. 
did not take the next leap into superstardom that we no. expected. Patrick Mahomes at seven, the worst year we've seen from him, and that's saying something. He's still, you know, at number seven. Uh, yeah. Joe Burrow. I don't at think Greg's saying that, that there's six better quarterbacks no. than Mahomes, but six people had better years. Than yes, him. And, and, and I'm cool with that. Yeah. And, and looking at the playoffs too, and the the, the thing I'm going to remember about Mahomes this year isn't all the electric throws and electric plays he makes, which he does all the time. It's almost ho hum ho hum at this point. But it was him running around in circles against the Bengals in the playoff game, looking completely yeah. lost. That's my lasting memory of him this year yeah second half of the Bengals game has to play into this I mean that was bad and they got eliminated because of it so my question is where's the line here is it below Dak is there is there a a larger group of top tier quarterbacks now Uh, because it goes at nine Dak I think you're pretty happy with Wilson and Carr though you're happy with them, yes. And Wilson would have been in that list as the first but time. But they both could get traded. Yes, right. <laughs> they, both, they both could potentially move, too. Or, and nine or and should the line 11. be even higher? Because we got Patrick Mahomes here at 7. Joe Burrow at 6. Matthew Stafford at 5. Justin Herbert, 4. Josh Allen, 3. Aaron Rodgers, 2. Tom Brady coming in at number 1 on the list at age 44. Is he retired? Is he not? I don't know. But uh, very interesting there. MVP Aaron Rodgers coming in at two. And there is a lot of people that think actually Tom Brady had the better season, especially with all the injuries and everything they dealt with in Tampa this year. And I I would have Rodgers ahead of Brady. I, I would have voted Rodgers for MVP. But and we we're factoring in playoffs. Rodgers had one playoff game and it wasn't good. I guess that carries some weight. I just don't think Brady was the best quarterback in the league last year. And if we're going to factor in playoffs, Josh Allen has a pretty nice case, too. I mean, he he maybe had the best playoff performance of any quarterback in history. The thing with Josh Allen, too, is there's just wow plays, and he can still – he was just raw as rain coming into the league. He can still get better with some accuracy and some decision-making stuff. But the good is so good, it's amazing. Uh, He could get even better, and that's scary. Oh, yeah. He's gotten better every year, basically. Well, I don't know that he took a step forward from 2020 to 21. But he was the runner-up for MVP in 2020. There wasn't <laughs> right. much higher to go. And maybe that's I, it. Maybe there's just always going to be a little bit of that, you know, wild stallion that just wants to gallop through the meadow and, and get out of the get out of the uh, the pen for a while and, and just do some things where you're like, okay, let's reel it in a little bit, Josh Allen. So maybe yeah, that's just yeah. the guy he's going to be. And I'm sure the Buffalo Bills would be fine with that. Absolutely. I mean, I know we're up against it here. I mean, I think that in reality, there's probably eight guys that you're thrilled with. There's probably 14, 13 that you're happy with. And that's about it. And then there's young guys that you're hoping get into those categories. Yeah, I would say 10 teams feel pretty darn good. And even one of those 10 is thinking about trading their guy if they get the right offer. Wilson, Carr, right. Rogers. I mean, yeah. you know, a couple of these guys could move. And then I don't know. I mean, I would be thrilled to have Trevor Lawrence, but you can't quite include him yet or, you know. Right. An interesting question about the rookie quarterbacks and uh, Trevor Lawrence. I think we need to have that conversation tomorrow's Twitter Tuesday. Hit us up on Twitter to have your question answered on the podcast at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL. Matt and I will be back tomorrow to answer those questions and break down all the latest news in the NFL. Some combine news, Matt, that I know you're going to the combine. I, I got to get your take on the story right now with maybe some, oh, yeah. some players boycotting the combine, potentially all that and more coming up tomorrow and throughout the week. Matt Williamson's NFL draft top five rankings per position, as well as some guests here on the program. Thanks for making us your 
first listen. For your second listen, check out Locked On Dynasty podcast featuring Matt Williamson. I'm doing Locked On 49ers, but if you're not a 49ers fan, that's okay. Your team is covered right here on the Locked On Podcast Network, Locked On Bets, with your boy Q Myers hosting and taking you through the sports betting world all for free, all on all of your favorite podcast platforms. Matt and I back tomorrow right here, Peacock and Williamson.